Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free, or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That's amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Ramchak, your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. We are starting a GoFundMe so that Waz can buy the same watch that Connor McDavid has. Let's get into it with Belit. Hey, if our boy Waz wants to ice out his wrist, then we got to help him out. Am I right, Liam? Yep. We have quite <laughs> literally nothing to talk about today. The Oilers haven't played in three days now. We had an entire weekend without Oilers hockey. But regardless, we thank you for tuning in. The Oilers Nation every day, live from... I thought you were just pointing at me. Yeah, yeah we thank you <laughs> for being here, Aaron. Uh, live from the Sports Closet studio, here's what co- what is coming up today on the program. We're going to have our weekend recap. We're going to have a Sherwood Ford giant question. Bruce Kerlock is going to swing by on the Star Mechanical guest line. So, yes, there will be some legitimate hockey talk at one point. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some hockey. I think we'll talk about a couple other things, too. Yeah. Like... Probably some baseball news you want to discuss, I would assume. Yeah, we'll get to that probably maybe, later on in the program. Maybe some college football discussion. Yes. I know we're not big college football fans. Yeah, okay. We, we can do a little CSC later on, too. Yeah, why not? On that. Why and not? then we can also talk about my weekend in Calgary. And your burger reviews. That was in Calgary. Yep, burger okay. reviews. My, my road catastrophe almost. Hmm. Crazy weekend. Crazy, crazy weekend. Uh, we will have our weekend recap in just a minute. First, uh, if you didn't understand my joke off the jump, uh, Connor McDavid was inducted into the Canadian Wall of Fame? Walk of Fame? Walk of Fame. Walk, Walk of Fame. Fame. There. Walk look at our Fame. handsome young bow-tied superstar. Uh, very cool. Uh, you can see on what would be his left arm, he has a very cool watch, which was prominently displayed in this photo of him and his uh, fiance, Lauren <clears throat> Kyle. And which prompted Waz to say, can someone identify what type of watch McDavid is wearing? Uh, would love to purchase it. Likely won't be able to afford it. Correct, Waz, because as Twitter pointed out, that watch is worth about thirty-five dollars to $40,000. So, um, you know what? I'll just throw this out here right now. How many people are watching the show? 131 right now. $40,000. Oh. Divided by 131 people. $305 each. If everyone watching could just donate $305 <laughs> We could get Waz that watch. What a tweet. <laughs> a tweet. As it I told Waz up, today, including socks and underwear, none of us could afford anything that was on Connor McDavid's body right there. Do we have a picture of his socks and underwear? <laughs> it's my personal folder. <laughs> can you go back to the full, the full length one? picture? Maybe we can see. Ah, uh, no, they cut the feet off. Clever. I couldn't afford Smart. that tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay for those. Oh, God, no. None of that. None of that. Uh, anyways, congratulations to Connor McDavid for yeah. that. Um, so, seemed like you had a fun weekend. So what is this? Is this like the stars thing in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I wonder why he <laughs> <I> was inducted. <laughs> like, I don't mean that in a rude way. I understand. Well, he's very popular. Yeah. He's going to be a legend of the game. Mm-hmm. Already is. Already is. But the last time he represented Canada would have been the World Juniors, right? Well, they recognize his work with Team North America at the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Just seems like a really weird time to induct him. I think he's fully deserving of the accomplishment, but it's like, yeah, that's a, that's a especially middle parade. of the season yeah, too. So a little, str- I guess they they probably just do it when that is it's probably the same time every year, but like. It's not like he just won Olympic gold. I feel like I'm really shooting down Conor McDavid right <laughs> yeah, now. I'm not meaning to. I just it's such a random accomplishment. Um, oh, oh. Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin also. That was emotional. That was. I had no idea he yeah. was married to uh, Brenda Song, London Tipton. Ah, 
depending on <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Two child stars. I didn't, I did not know that. So congratulations to the Culkins and the McDavid's. Thanks Liam. <laughs> uh, we have our Christmas studio and our Christmas setup. So uh, drop a like in the YouTube. If you like our new setup, uh, our friend Kennedy came and did it all because yep. obviously we are, we can't decorate. No, no, we did do a little bit. We put the, Oh, you can't even, can't see, even the see it up there. Can't even see it. Okay. Do, do we risk it? Yeah. Do we risk it instead of a star on top of the tree? Oh, <laughs> we put hockey gloves up there. So uh, that was probably, head back. <laughs> that was worth it. Uh, we put our Oilers nation sign back on the tree. Um, um, Kennedy put a lot of lights up. We got our pictures here that are always. Still got our uh, pictures. I yep. have lights behind yep. me. Aaron's got so lights nice. behind them. That's so, festive. Uh, hey Jay, power bill's going to be high this month <laughs> yeah, at uh, the old good. office. But that's life. Merry <laughs> Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody! It is that time. Hope you all got out, got out in front of your uh, Christmas shopping. Should really get a Christmas jingle. I will maybe task you with that at a later date. Gibbs, that's wow. kind of, that's kind of your thing. Better now than ever. Never. Better, better late, late than, than never. Better. Yeah. Um, anyways, we are. We'll let's get into the hockey talk. Actually, no, let's get into the sports talk. I should say it's our weekend recap brought to you by Greta. If your weekend recap on a personal level doesn't involve a stop to Greta, you maybe didn't have a great weekend. You're maybe not living life to the fullest. Hit them up. Downtown Edmonton arcade bar, street food, Mario Kart, ice cold beers, some fantastic food out of the food truck at the back. Greta is your spot if you're looking to blow off some steam or just. Kick back in one of their nice, comfy boots. Have a, yeah. have a drink. Have some food. Uh, shout out to Greta. Uh, weekend recap, Liam. There was hockey. It just didn't involve the Edmonton Oilers. Um, but I would say a regular season classic between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins. I don't know if you had a chance to sit back and watch this hockey <coughs> game over the weekend, but it was <laughs> We're down 3-2. They then jump out to a or tie the game, goes to OT, and then we got this. William Nylander collides with Brad Marchand. David Pasternak goes in, misses, flips in front. Four seconds to go. Brad Marchand wins it. Um, he had a hell of a weekend. Scored a natural hat trick against the Columbus Blue Jackets as well. Um, this was just, I mean, kind of funny to watch the way it all <laughs> fell apart for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, the Boston Bruins once again looked like a wagon. But I wanted to talk about this John Tavares clip that went viral. And it's mm. his, we'll call it effort, on the game winner. Standing at the blue line. Sees the breakaway happen. You can see Marchand skating right there to go jump back into the play and Tavares isn't able to get back. Leafs fans were very upset here. Uh, they did not like this effort. I'm actually here to kind of defend John Tavares. Okay. Go ahead. You want to hear me out? Yeah. You might I'll, not agree I'll listen to your thoughts on this. Okay. What do we know about three on three overtime? That it is a lot of space, a lot of space and it is back and forth back and, and forth. back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Right. Tavares on this play, like again, we'll, we'll run the clip, run the Tavares clip from the f- jump. Okay, there's a body come through, coming through the screen. That's Marchand getting back into the play, right? So hit play. Okay, they collide. That's Marchand. Here, you see him jumping up. At this point, it is a break, a clean breakaway for David Pasternak. Mm-hmm. If you're Tavares and you hustle all the way back down to the play and Pasternak misses, which he did, you now don't have a hope of getting an odd man going back the other way, right? Okay. He is banking on getting the save and the play turning around and going back because him hustling back doesn't really do a lot. You know what I mean? Like, how many times have we seen Connor McDavid miss a rush, the play goes back the other way? McDavid doesn't bust his ass back as the third guy. No, he kind of comes back, comes back. Okay, they're going to score this chance regardless of if I score or miss this chance regardless of if I back check. But if I hang back, at least there's a chance for it to flip back the other way. May I provide one counterpoint? Sure. Brad Marchand scored with four seconds left. So even if they had got the puck back to Tavares, he might not have been able to have enough time to to do anything about it. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I just think in this situation... Yeah, and Aiden says that too uh, over in the... Oh, did he? Uh, Yeah. Um, There's not enough time to to worry about that. I think you got to take it play by play and... I 100% understand your point and it makes a lot of sense, but you're also the captain. Like, I think you've got to make it look a little better than you did. Yeah, maybe. But either way, go Bruins, screw you, leaves. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they, they, they I were don't lucky. Hate the Leafs I don't hate them that people. much. But I like, said they uh, scored- earlier this morning, I had Bruce Pedreau on the Leafs Morning Take Show, and he said, if you're going to get mad at a guy for back checking or not back checking like that, then you're getting mad at every single player in the NHL. 
but not every player wears a C. So that's where I'm kind of. I yeah, that's what I think. I think those players who have letters on their jerseys have a, a different standard. I think it's fair to say. Did um, William Nylander was the one that collided, right? Can you yeah. pull up the clip again? Sorry. I, I didn't watch this game live in the moment. I just saw the clips and I saw. I mean, Nylander's the main <laughs> culprit here. He, yeah. Like, what? man, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> also, again, there's like no time left, bro. And that's the thing that was, we just said as well. Like, there's a lot of space in overtime. And for you to collide with someone at center ice is, is a bad idea. When you know you have no back coverage either. Like, everyone's in front of Nylander there. Like, you can't be doing that. Nylander, no. I, I would be more mad at Nylander than I would be at Tavares right. for that play. I, I think both of those plays, I, I agree. I think that's Nylander's fault over Tavares, but situational awareness from both players. Yeah, fair. You have to be aware of where you're at in the game and perform at a certain level. Yeah. So also Marshawn catching that puck out of the air is pretty cool too. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. That worked. You said it off the top tile, but like you said, the Boston Bruins look like a wagon again. And it's crazy. The culture they've been able to have in our organization since 2009. Pretty much since they won that ring and whatever it was, 2010, 2010, that was a 2020 season. So I would say, yeah, from 2009 onwards and like they have gone through, a yeah. lot of players and a lot of guys have come back, but you remember obviously the core from that cup run was Marshawn, Bergeron, Tim Thomas, Chara, um, Krejci. Yeah. Like the list is endless, right? Lucic. And then to get to 2023 and you essentially what have Brad Marshawn is the only guy left. More or less. And yeah, he's Pat been able, yeah, he's been able to hold that standard of culture through all these years and still lead the way. And what is he now? He's probably at 34. Right? Dude, I think he's 36. 36? And like, man, it is crazy like what he's been able to accomplish just from a a culture perspective on with one team. Yeah. And like the Bruins, it's like uh, what the Oilers would want to be at that standard is and half the teams in the league is crazy. I think the Bruins are I think the Bruins are the cream of the crop in the NHL. And those Mm -hmm. jerseys they were wearing on Saturday were sick. Yeah. When was the last time when was the last time they missed the playoffs? Have they missed the playoffs since they won the cup? Maybe once. I've one I feel time. like we would know about some crazy streak. Well, like they, I feel like they would have. What was that year where they had the three straight first round picks? That was two thousand. Okay, so I got, I got, 16? I got a certain answer here. Okay, so they made the playoffs, made the playoffs, made the playoffs. Uh, seventeen, eighteen, they still won. Did not qualify. Oh, back to back years: fourteen, fifteen, and fifteen, sixteen. What? They were above five hundred both seasons too. See, like that's that's. That's a big thing too. Like, they missed the playoffs with 96 and 93 points those two years. It's <laughs> crazy. They haven't had a sub 90 point season in a full year since 06, 07. See, there's that's this crazy. Wow. That's a, stat. yeah, that is a stat. There's crazy. There's something I always think of when I think of development in players. And obviously like I'm around development quite a bit and I've seen this go through multiple junior teams if you're not winning hockey games, you're not developing your players. And I think that's where the Bruins are at. They win so much that they're able to have that winning culture within their players. And it doesn't matter who they put in their lineup. They're going to succeed. Yeah. They can be some random third round guy like that. They've had like three or four coaches in that span too. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I think that's the recipe to all of mm-hmm. this is winning. Yeah. And I think the Oilers are to bring it back to them and like get into that standard a little bit. Obviously there's been a hiccup to start this year, but like, the culture of winning hockey games is through the yeah. blood of this organization right now. Someone, Christopher Palmer said Tyler Sagan draft. Wasn't that the Leafs pick? Yeah, that, they, was, the that, was, deal. that was a Kessel deal. And they got yeah. Dougie Hamilton the year before. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's the thing too. They've made terrible trades. Oh yeah. And they 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 suck at drafting. Yeah. You look pointed that out. Like what do they have? 14, 15, 16 overall. And they, none of them turned up or just DeBrusque. DeBrusque. Yeah, and then it. after that, it was Zaboral. Uh, and then Zenit. Zenison, I think his name is Zach Zenison. Zach Sinition. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, after that, it was Kyle Connor, Thomas Shabbat, and there's one other guy as well. Like when, Eric Tanak. No, I look oh, it no, up. He it was, was like later, three yeah. absolute studs yeah. that went like the next three after that. It was yeah, crazy. Was uh, anyways, enough about that. Also on Saturday night, we got a report from Elliot Friedman that the Nashville Predators have given former Oiler oh, Tyson yeah. Berry permission to speak with other teams. Uh, obviously, whenever a former Oiler is in the news like that, people always want to wonder, is a reunion potential? Is a reunion potential here with Tyson Berry? Uh, I'll give my take first, Liam. No, there's not. <laughs> no. Let's be honest here. Uh, you <laughs> traded Tyson Berry away for a reason because 
you believed Evan Bouchard could run the power play. And guess what? Evan Bouchard runs a power play better than Tyson Berry. Uh, Danger Suede chimes in here and says Tyson Berry, third pairing D-man. Yeah, third pairing D-man who specializes in, in offense. You always need a third pairing D-man that specializes in defense. And you also factor in that Tyson Berry is expensive, right? He's still coming in at $4.5 million on the cap. So even if they were to keep 50% of them, he's 2.25. Is net. Is Tyson Berry a better option than Cody CC? Not enough for me to go make that move. You know what I mean? Right? Like, is Barry and Nurse that much better than Nurse and CC? No, it's not better. So why? It's it's pointless. Unless someone were to get hurt, it's pointless. Yes, I, I agree. I I have been on this train a little bit. You've brought it up in the past, which is why I wanted to talk about I, it, because you've been a fan of potentially doing I, this. I think Barry... From when they traded him, mostly that season, I think probably the playoffs as well. He, I think that was the best Barry we had seen all around as an all around player. Yeah. Is he a better option than Vincent DeHarnay on the third pairing? Probably, but he, he all around, he's yes. not going to help you kill penalties. That's true, but he, the best offense, the best defense is a good offense, and Barry's able to transition pucks very well. Him and Kulak were good together. They were good together. So I think that would be an upgrade there. However, like you said, he's a power play specialist. What are you going to do? Put him on PP2? Like, and then you take away minutes from Ekholm and Nurse. Like, I just think it's not, it's not, the juice isn't worth the squeeze when there's guys like Nick Sealer or Sean Walker available who are both cheaper. Uh, someone said, I totally missed it, but it was like, if you, if they retain half and you send McLeod the other way, you're still under the cap. And it's like, why, why do you want to create a hole at third line center just to marginally upgrade your blue line? Like that doesn't make sense to me either. So listen, I would, I would love the story. Um, if you want me to drop like a really morbid twisted take, if Evan Bouchard blows out his ACL tomorrow. Knock on wood, right? Like, I mean, come on. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. If there was a significant injury, slam dunk deal. Go get the guy. Keep 50, whatever. <coughs> Excuse me, Liam. I'm <laughs> fighting it today. Take your time. Take I'm fighting time. it today, boys. Um, then, sure. But this deal just on the surface doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, uh, should have known this one. Matthew Barzell was the other player for those three that was drafted mm. after the Bruins. Yeah, former Oiler. Yeah, former. Depending on who you ask. Yeah, Barry, not for me. And also, the Nashville Predators are probably going to want a bit for him. I don't even know how well he's done, if I have to be completely honest. But having guys who can specialize on the power play like that, and like him or not, he can change a power play with mm. his intelligence and, and hockey IQ running one. I think that would be worth it for another team fighting for a playoff spot yeah. than what the Oilers would have. Like Bouchard has one less point than Austin Matthews this season. Like defensive liability, who wasn't there? I'll put in the YouTube chat. I agree. He is can be at moments. He's he's been a little bit better recently, but like let's not act like Tyson Berry is gonna come in and really change that either. He's gonna be he's gonna be better, there's no doubt. But I'd rather have Evan Bouchard go through the ringer a little bit and learn, then have Barry come in. Uh, yeah, I want to flash up to this. Uh, Bouchard is a defensive liability. Notice how much better Nurse plays now that he no longer has to babysit Bouchard. When was the last time they played a regular shift together? I yeah, it's Ekholm and, and Bouchard is yeah, the pair preseason and like well like last year when never. Well, it's, it was Bouchard and Broberg until they got Ekholm. It's always been Nurse and Cece. Rusty just said the same thing. Yeah, like that's whatever. You're not paying attention if you're going to comment stuff like that. So whatever. Um, there's been more rumblings over the weekend about the Edmonton Oilers and some other potential trade options. Uh, Columbus keeps popping up as a potential fit. Why do you hate it? I don't like Merzlikens. I don't think Merzlikens the guy. I don't think he's a consistent enough goaltender. Let's put it this way. If Elvis Merzlikens was a free agent this summer, what would he get? He would get the Blackwood deal. Two or three years, max, 2.4 million. Max 3 million. Max. max. And what? It's Columbus been in five, four, for yeah. three more years. I just, I just think we're looking at this with blinders as fans in the sense of, oh, well, he's better than Campbell. It's like, yeah, no kidding. Like everybody's better than Jack Campbell right now. Like yeah. it, that's not an option. That's not the argument you need to have. Is like, is he going to, the argument is, 
is he going to come in and make this team better? And I'm not convinced Elvis Merzlikens is going to do that for that cap hit. The Oilers need to find a way to eliminate money from the cap so they can address other areas of need rather than trying to get a goaltender. Like, oh, well, we'll just yeah. cancel out the contracts. Also, did you see the report that him and um, Peril... Oh, they got into it in practice, yeah, Marchenko or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So by they like, want to get Merzlikens out of there. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Is that the guy you want? The guy who's squaring up with teammates in practice? No. And so he's, that's a, like and a he's overpaid and he's inconsistent. And like, come on. Um, also, Elliot Friedman on 32 Thoughts said, quote, this is from Oilers Access on Twitter. The circumstantial evidence makes a lot of sense that the Oilers would be looking at Columbus for goalies. However, this person in- indicated to me that it might be more than that, and they might be looking at some other Columbus players. Liam, come here. When I see Boone Jenna's name out there, I'll stop believing it. I saw a random guy on Twitter say he would make their top six good. That's about all I need. This is similar to Otani for me, where like anyone with a pulse. Yeah. You, you don't even have to work in media. You could just be a random person. If you tweet out Oilers have interest in Boone Jenner, I'm in. I believe you. So what's Boone Jenner out here? He's now what? 30 something. He's 30. He makes three, seven, five for this season, next season, and one more. So he's, he's got like 12 goals this year. So where do you, what would he can play left wing? No movement modified, no movement close. Yeah, but he loves Edmonton, probably. Probably. I mean, if you're living in Columbus, it can't be much different. Yeah, the, the Edmonton of the, the Edmonton of the South. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what, what would your hypothetical trade be? I don't need draft picks. Like, put whatever draft picks there you want. I don't give a shit. Tell me what players go the other way to make this work. Uh, like the easy trade bait is always Broberg, but Columbus doesn't need D-men. So it's probably just picks, if we're being honest. Maybe Columbus, you know, maybe McLeod's the cap dump part of it, right? McLeod would be the... Um, 3.5 million would be tough to do, but... Yeah, it know, you, you find a way to get it done if he's available. I think he'd be a really good fit. Okay, well, let's go through the Columbus roster quickly. Do we have a quick? Well, we we got Bruce coming up. So we is he come. here? Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's, here. he's here. Okay. Well, so we got we'll, a lot we'll, to get. We'll, to we'll tease it for after. Stay, stay tuned. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna look through the Columbus we'll Blue Jackets lab, roster, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray, and I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll presents the Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Who doesn't want to stick around for that? I feel bad when we just do nonsensical bullshit and Bruce has to listen to it. So let's get to the Star Mechanical Gas Line. Edmonton's number He's one smiling, I see company. Door. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Kerlock, our pal, he's our writer for Oilers Nation. He covers both the Oilers and Condors. We love having you on the show. Welcome back, Bruce. Alex Texier. That's what I That's figured. You're on the Texier train. Explain. Why is he a good fit? Well, I mean, he's going he's gonna to give you lots of bottom six energy. He's a greasy kind of a player, but he's got some skill to him. Um, 
you know, like he, he just sort of is that what I worry about with a Euler bottom six, quite frankly, more than anything when Dylan Holloway is out is, you know, this is the easy part of the year. The hard part of the year is coming in February and March and April. And that's when these older, no disrespect to some of them, older bodies start to slow down. There's some injuries. He just, and he's a, he's kind of like a Swiss army knife, right? He's almost really a James Hamlin, but better size to him. Um, uh, Yeah. He'd be a guy I'd be after. I mean, the dream would be Cole Sillinger, quite frankly, but you know, that's a dream. You're not worried about Cole Sillinger's baggage, uh, his ex-girlfriend, <laughs> pop star Tate McRae, clearly. So um, not something Bruce is going to get into with us today. Uh, let's uh, Big news over the weekend, or the big story around the Oilers over the weekend. Team didn't play. Yeah. Jack Campbell was certainly making headlines. Uh, we got the gold <clears throat> up here that had everybody going bananas on Which Twitter. Which one, Tyler? Uh, let's do one nothing first, Aaron. Let's do the one nothing goal first. Uh, you know, this had everyone freaking out. I... Though all last week, I said it's too early to call up Campbell. Wait until the end of December. I guess I'll start with this because you watch these Condors games and I don't watch the full games. Was Is this goal and cherry picking it the way I am, is that unfair towards Campbell right now? Or is he still miles away from being NHL ready? So you you didn't see the second goal then? You know? ah, there you go, Aaron. Show us uh, the... <laughs> is this the other one? Line up sharks. This is the one where you can just look at, watch his body language after the school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, it's so, <clears throat> it's, I mean, is it cherry picking? The answer is no. Um, those are just goals that can't go in. You know, it, it, it the, the irony, even with Stu Skinner this year, is that. This team has played so well in certain games only to be defeated. And, and again, the mentality of the team is a little bit, was a little bit fragile. I still think is a little bit fragile. And then the goalie giving up a, a soft one it, for lots of teams, maybe they get by that. This team, for whatever reason, started in a, this season, not in a great mind space. And so when that was happening, you know, they would react even worse than anybody else would. And so those goals can't go in. They just can't go in. So, you know, is it cherry picking? I don't know. I I think you're trying to match that up against what you need in Edmonton, right? Uh, I said somewhere that I, honest to God, I'd be, I'd be more comfortable with Olivier Rodrigue's spot starting when Skinner was tired, quite frankly, you know, and it's not to, it's, it's not to minimize what Jack Campbell, you know, could do like, you know, he he had a great game on Tuesday night. Like it was three power play goals against him. I think he had a nine, 19, a nine, 29 save percentage. So he was fine. Um, But again, it's, it's, you you just need somebody who just is going to give you a same consistent game, you know, night in night out and I, I you know right now i'm just not sure where he is mentally and you know in his ability to do that so i say leave him down there yeah i think you gotta leave him down there till the new year quite frankly he, he's just such a wild card i, I don't yeah. see how the oilers can be in the position totally. right now that they're in and think you know what jack campbell could probably help us right now well, it's not like pickard's been terrible like, oh, he, like the one start fine. the one relief appearance has been okay like I think you can probably, if you need to give Skinner a rest for a couple of games here at some point, which you will, you mm-hmm. can probably trust Pickard to some extent, right? Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, he's a bit of a, you know, like to some degree, he carries a little bit of the way Jack Campbell plays, right? It's a little bit more of a a circus type environment in front of his net. Uh, that said, I mean, I don't think he's really, you know, a, a, he's not probably carrying the mental baggage that the Jack is now, right. you know, at this moment anyways, and B, you know, there is a little bit of that, you know, let's win one for our goalie because we really know where he's supposed to be kind of a thing. So could you spot that in here and there? Sure. And again, just a caveat, this discussion is happening in December. This, this can't be the discussion in March. It just can't be right. Like if Stuart Skinner, you know, pulls a groin muscle in, you know, late March, 
and you know the Oilers are now in a playoff spot. Like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, right? <laughs> yeah, like that is another part of it too. Injuries happen. Um, I'm not a Merz Lickens guy. I hate that contract. I think even if Columbus takes back Jack Campbell, I just I don't know if you really want to go down that route. Maybe if you're a believer in Spencer Martin, that's the guy. But I don't know. I, like, are you higher on Merz Lickens than me? No, no. I mean, I think you're just, aren't you just adding Jack Campbell? Like, I don't, I don't quite get that. Right. Like Spencer Martin is kind of in, intriguing to me, quite frankly, um, only because I just need to spot start him every once in a while. Right. Like, yeah, you know, I, I am personally a big believer in Stuart Skinner. Um, you know, has he been good enough this year? No, he hasn't been good enough, but the team hasn't been good enough in front of him. And I think it's just a kind of a combination of things. I think he'll sort his way through it. So the Spencer Martin thing kind of intrigues me. Merzlikens, no, that's just Jack Campbell again. Yeah, at least with Martin, you're getting someone cheap who you can slide in, doesn't yeah. mess with your cap, whatever. Um, well, I was, oh, you want to- I, I was going to ask, are there any goalies out there that you you would consider? Like the ones on Frank's or Valley's trade targets? I love uh, Blackwood. Well, he's not on the list. I, so it's Jake I, Allen, Caden Primo, and I believe James Reimer is the other option. But it, I, any of those guys you think could be good? or Reimer. Reimer, right? Yeah, I'd like Reimer. I think that's one that I think I would take a run at. I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be thrilled with either of the Montreal goalies, but you know, James Reimer is one that made sense kind of coming into the season, quite frankly. But you know, we didn't have a way to get it done. But yeah, Reimer, I would. It's almost the perfect fit, right? Can play if he really needs to play. Can back up if he has to back up. Pros, pro. He'd be one I'd look at for sure. He's had a great career. Like I'm yeah, a great, consistent. Like great, not yeah, a lot of bad incredible. seasons under that guy as well. I looked yesterday. He said one bad season, yeah. and it was last year, which was an eight ninety. And since that's with the, who with San Jose, ah. and that is the only time he's had a save percentage sub nine hundred, and he's played pretty much twenty five plus games every season. Yeah, he's he, yeah he's he'd be good. consistent. Yeah, he got his give game. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit. I remember when they first hired Knobloch, uh, we, we talked to you about maybe some system changes the team could potentially be making, early returns, things like that. Now that Chris Knobloch is going to have this five-day stretch where there is presumably some really good quality practice time available for them, mm-hmm. are you expecting to see anything different in the way this Oilers team runs? Because like I said last week on the show, I said the Oilers have won four games in a row, but they're just at least from my vantage point, and I don't understand the systems as well as you do. I said, they're just winning games the same way they won games last year. Star players getting timely saves, power plays red hot. I said, they probably could have won these games without the coaching change. Are you starting to notice more structural changes with the Oilers? Are you hoping we'll see more coming out of this break? So, um, so first of all, uh, I don't think the coach change needed to be to happen either for some of what's happening now, you know, to occur. Like that's just they're just you're just too talented, right? I mean, that was always going to happen. Uh, the second thing is they're winning games. You know, it's kind of an apropos comment. You said they're winning games like they would have won last year. Well, yeah, because they're sort of playing like they did last year. I mean, they're. Defensive zone is still zone or box plus one, whatever you want to call it. It's a little more aggressive under Knobloch than it was under Woodcroft. And I have a hard time telling whether that's by design or that's just by confidence now with the system. As we talked last time, right? I said like Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisel, Darnell Nurse, uh, Ryan McLeod, Ryan Nugent, none of these guys had ever played under that in that system, right? So it was always going to take them time. The neutral zone is definitely what it was last year now, which is a one-two-two, um, as opposed to a one-one-three. A little more aggressive, um, probably fits them better, um, despite the fact they really ran the one-one-three well uh, when Jay Woodcroft came up in February uh, twenty-one. I guess that was. What what I think will come out of the change or out of the break is probably a little bit more emphasis, not so much on on the systems play, but how to play in the systems. So, you know, one of one of the things that Knobloch does a lot of is come out through the middle of the ice 
And the other thing he does is he changes sides a lot. So, you know, you would, as an example, so if you win the puck in your defensive zone, you're coming up your strong side immediately. And you can think of uh, Matthias Ekholm does this very well. So is Coach Cece, quite frankly. They, if they're on the weak side, they activate, they get up the ice. And um, that puck comes either into the middle of the ice to them, the middle of the ice to the center or whatnot. And if it comes to the center, the center will then switch sides, send it to the far side to that defenseman activating. The whole concept there is what you're trying to do is get the defensive scheme uh, of the other team um, to react and not be able to set up in its way. So he does that a lot. He's done that a lot in his career. Um, I suspect we'll see a lot more of that. Um, it's not easy to do like that's um, if you, as an example, if you're thinking about the read coming out of your own zone, you're now telling your defenseman, your first thing to do is take two steps straight up the ice. When you recover the puck down low, um, that's not a, it's not an easy thing for a lot of defensemen. Uh, and then you're telling them to look into the middle of the ice where danger is you know, always available. Um, so, you know, that's that's practice time. So I suspect we'll see more of that. Um, you know, uh, what other changes would you see? I, You know, I really like the penalty kill. Um, and, and I don't know who gets credit for that. I, I, I've heard some rumblings that, um, oh, forgive me, I forget his name, but Mark Stewart. Uh, yeah, Mark Stewart has taken over. It looks a little tighter, a little more uh, composed. And I kind of think that's a mentality thing more than anything, but um, that's been okay. The other thing I think we've seen that I think we'll see more of is a little more of a two, three. Uh, offensive zone type attack. So that's the scenario where you're, you bring the forward up to the blue line um, and, you know, Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl or whatever, and you give them the puck up top skating downhill. Um, and just, it's a, it's a really hard thing to defend because now you have defensemen or defensive players who are stagnant or stationary starting to skate forward as they're, as McDavid and Dreisaitl are skating towards them with their puck skills. Even Ryan McLeod would be a very dangerous player in this. You started to see some of that. I think you'll see more of it. Those would be the things. Uh, I have one more for me, and it's a Bakersfield Condor question. Uh, for those watching the show who don't know, Bruce does a great job writing about the prospects down on the farm for us at Oilers Nation. Um, and you wrote about a guy who, honestly, like I'm not familiar with his name. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> listening aren't. But tell us why we should start to start to be liking or start to talk more about Cameron Wright. So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so I mean, it, he, you know, this is an underdog story, right? This is a kid who played, uh, went undrafted, played four years at uh, Bowling Green, uh, I think, and then transferred actually to Carter Savoy's Denver Pioneers team. Though, um, I believe that was the year they won the NCAAs. Uh, didn't didn't get anything, so signed an ECHL agreement, not even AHL agreement, ECHL agreement uh, with uh, Utah, and then signed an AHL agreement uh, with Colorado, uh, which is Colorado Eagles, uh, the Colorado farm team. Had in in the ECHL, I mean, he had 136 penalty minutes, and he was averaging a point a game. Um, and so you can see that in his game, he's a real pain pain in the ass to play against. Um, and then they invite him into the prospect camp, you know, right shot, right winger, um, pretty simple game, uh, plays very hard, uh, motors constantly going. What I didn't kind of expect was the offensive piece. And I mean, you know, now did he catch lightning in a bottle this week and it all goes away maybe, but boy, I'll tell you, he looked like he can shoot the puck. And, um, you know, in this, as I said in the article, like this prospect pool is not that deep. So if you, if you uh, take advantage of your opportunity um, and put some points on the board on a team that really struggles to score for lots of reasons, um, you're going to get some note, and uh, he did. He's playing heavy minutes now. He's playing up the lineup. Uh, he got a little bit of power play time, which is something. Um, you know, we'll we'll see where he goes. Skates okay. He's worthwhile watching. And and you know, kind of one of the things that the Oilers need to do better of. They're never going to have a lot of draft picks, and when they do have a lot of draft picks, until you know, obviously the next generation of player gets here. 
Um, they're going to be lower in the draft. So they need to sign these guys, they need to find these guys, uh, the James Hand types. That's what's going to help them a make trades at the trade deadline for other players and also just populate roster spots at a value proposition, right? They seem to have taken that approach a little bit more in the last maybe year. Like, I don't love the, like, Carl Berglund's been decent, I guess you could say. Like, he's, I think there was better players maybe there. And then, like, Jaden Gruby is another one that they were able to go and get a free agent. So hopefully that's a trend that continues because, like you said, like, they should be trading all their picks to, like, make this team better. I mean, they probably sign, you sign the prospects coming out, right? And plus, then they're a little bit older as well, which makes them probably a little bit closer to getting to the NHL rather than, like, a, a fresh 18-year-old, for example. Yeah, I mean, you're like everybody's dream is Jake Gunsel or Yanni Gork, right? Like, I mean, those are the those are the players you want in this type of a setup. And you know, I said to somebody the other day, like, I see these things out there, like the Oilers are willing to move everything except their first round pick in 2024. And to me, if you want to define failing, that's failing. Like, this team should never be not thinking about trading their 2024 first. And if they are, it's because the organization has not done a good enough job for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and putting players around them. It's just not good enough. With you, Bruce. Uh, as always, it's an absolute education. We love having you on. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, all right. Take care. There you go. Bruce Kerlock. Uh, you can read his stuff all the time up at OilersNation.com. He joins us on the Star Mechanical guest line. Uh, that'll tie right into our Sherwood Ford giant question for today, Liam. It is brought to you by Sherwood Ford. There's snow on the ground, people. We've been warning you for weeks, but the good news is Sherwood Ford and their fantastic service and parts department. It is engaged in the season of selling winter tires, winter rims, mountain balance checks, and wheel alignments. They have a tire quote tool on their website as well, where customers can find out more about their giant discounted tire deals your giant question today liam what do you need to see before you're comfortable calling up campbell uh no more stinkers like actually four straight games where he doesn't go viral once that's That's still not enough for me like really i actually want him to see the best goal he needs to be the best goalie in the american hockey league like a consistent basis like two weeks a month. Three weeks. A month. A month. Okay. Like, how can you trust this guy at all to come into the league and play for the Edmonton Oilers, who are currently, what, third last in the Pacific Division, mm-hmm. fighting for their lives to make sure they get to the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, Jack Campbell just isn't at the standard of where it needs to be. They're already struggling sometimes when Skinner's allowing these bad goals. Now, imagine having two goalies that are going to do that. We don't need to imagine because we've already witnessed it this season when they were like, what did they start the season? Like 2-20, and 20, it felt like? Whatever it was. You just can't trust him right now. And unfortunately, I, I really think the option, you have to trade him. You have to find a way that this guy just isn't in your organization anymore. You get rid of the money. And you find a goalie that can play in the NHL for you. It doesn't even have to be every night. They don't need another guy to play Stuart Skinner's minutes. They need someone to play Calvin Pickett's minutes. That's Martin. Like he said there, plug and play. Yeah. I don't cool trust him Columbus either. is going to have to put someone on waivers unless they want to run a three-goalie system. <laughs> Or they're just going to be itching to whatever. I saw Jeremiah is a guy who watches Daily Faceoff live every day, and he's a Capitals fan. And he kind of asked, he was like, is there something, maybe a three-team deal involving Washington, Columbus, and Edmonton? Just all trade goalies? Columbus, if you're centered on futures and you're cool with it, you go give them Campbell in a first. They take Merzlikens, flip them to Washington. Washington gives us Kemper and we give Washington another asset. Give Washington like Broberg. How good has Kemper been? He's been up and down. He also has a modified no trade clause. So that he already said no to Edmonton, right? Uh, I think they might've even just liked Campbell more, but okay. Okay. Played him red deer. Yeah. My only counterpoint to that would be is like, you're not just doing the same thing. Like he's not moving. I mean, Kemper's I know. Yeah. And three more years. And an extra year. He's three years older. Yeah. I just don't think that would be. I yeah, I think Kemper is probably better, the better of the three goalies in that situation. But I just want them to figure this out. I just want to is he know that much better than Calvin Pickard because that's where my head always I, goes. I just want them to know. I just want them to get to a point where it's like, okay, we have two goalies. We can actually we can play either one of them every night. Yeah. And James Reimer, one point one million, and he's been pretty above average since two thousand and ten when he came into the league. Yep. Seems like a good option to me. Yeah. 
Uh, Al says in Pickard's second game, he came in relief and only gave up one goal. I want them to give Pickard a start. I want them to give Pickard a start probably this week. I'd start him against Mini if we're being honest. Like I, I think you could, I should say. And that's a game too against the Minnesota Wild that the Oilers are going to be be pissed off to play again. Like well, play against them, right? Because they were so bad against them. Oh last yeah, time. yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, Carolina on Wednesday, Mini on Friday. New Jersey on Sunday. I mean, maybe there's a part of you that's okay going Pickard against New Jersey the way they're going right now. They're brutal. Um, and then Chicago next Tuesday. Uh, that's a Pickard start no matter what. It's probably Skinner, 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 Pickard, Skinner, Skinner. The thing we... I mean, I listen, I know the Oilers have won four in a row and I know everyone is all excited again. I said all along, I'm not saying they're back till they've won five in a row and maybe just the long weekend or the weekend off of hockey has given me a chance to like lose some of the hype, but like the Oilers are still 29th in the NHL. That's the thing. If you sort by points percentage, you know where they are? 32, 31, 30, 28. That's pretty good. Better than the 29th, you said. They got to win so many more games. Like they're so far from being out of the woods here. Yeah. So again, that's just why I know a lot of people like, God, just bring up Campbell and like, give him a chance. You're not really at the point where you can afford to, have two points slip away because Campbell gave up two weak goals, you know? Yeah, you can't allow that to be an NHL standard. Yeah. You're an organization that is thriving for Stanley Cups and there needs to be a standard. Yep. And the standard can't be, oh, well, we signed it to a contract. We have to give him the opportunity. No. The standard needs to be, we're going to take do whatever it takes to win hockey games every yeah, single I don't owe night. him anything. We don't owe Jack Campbell except, anything. Except for millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, we owe, him, we owe him a paycheck every week. But other than that, Unbelievable. Uh, OP original Bozar said uh, in the DMs to us, Campbell's actually going to make more money in the American League than the NHL because he doesn't have to pay into escrow. <laughs> so soup's coming out ahead. Good on him. Does Everybody not, wins. Does he not get California taxes? I mean, or would he they, still get NHL? Like, would he on his page? Did you know we get paychecks? Get Bruce yeah, back in There's a big old nation logo on there somewhere. Would his be like an American League logo with like NHL faded in the background? You know, like a little overlay. Like stamped over. <laughs> yeah. Or is it just like straight up like he gets checks from him to others every week? I think it's still from the others. Interesting. Yeah. Who knows though? I definitely don't know that for sure. Uh, all right. There you we'll go. That's our Sherwood Ford Giant question of the day brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant and Sherwood Power Sports and Marine opening up in February of twenty. 24371 Lakeland Drive in Sherwood Park, just down the road from Millennium Place. Brand new state-of-the-art facility that is, one, going to be a great spot if you want to buy a new boat for the summer. Fishing boats, pontoon boats, maybe an ATV, maybe a motorcycle. Or if you own some of it and you want to get it fixed up, they're going to have fantastic service bays. They're going to have a 91,000 liter test pool. All of it coming to Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, let's move along to the menu for today. It is delivered by our friends at DoorDash for a limited time. Our Ding listeners up. can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. Um, pretty dull NHL slate tonight. Like, I'll be honest. I watched a good bit of Boston Toronto towards the end. It was yeah. a good game. I caught a really solid chunk of Calgary Vancouver. Zadarov's return over the weekend. Other than that, I actually didn't watch a lot of hockey this weekend. Um, I was way more dialed into the football yesterday. And our group chat was electric because all of us took the Lions minus four. And uh, I mean, you're a Lions fan, so you're always invested in the Lions winning. You did call them frauds in our group They're chat before. Frauds. You the did. Biggest fraud, second biggest but you also said you never doubted. So never really. doubted him for a second. But that, <laughs> um, but that game was a roller coaster. Yeah, because quite nuts. frankly, again, the Lions can't play defense. They just can't. They, they, they did a good job of signing all these players, and they all got injured. And then they traded for Donovan Peoples Jones, who now never plays for his team. Yeah, they might not be very good. And but you know what? They're going to host a playoff game. Looks like they might finish up as the number one seed in the NFC if things go that way. They could. And like if they beat yeah. Dallas mm-hmm. and Dallas beats Philly. Then I think Detroit would be the number one seed. And like, you guys play Vikings twice still. We I play think, the right? Vikings twice. We play Dallas and then we play not Green Bay, Chicago, maybe. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. The chance, but also Philly plays Dallas and then they play the Giants twice in Arizona. So 
Uh, so back to the menu. I was saying I've been watching a lot of hockey recently. Uh, I don't know if there's a game tonight that really draws me in all that much. St. Louis versus Vegas, meh. Arizona, Washington, no. Carolina, Winnipeg, no. Seattle, Montreal, no. Pittsburgh, Philly, I don't care enough about the rivalry, and neither of those teams seem very interesting to watch right now. Pittsburgh needs a win like crazy, but like still not dialed into that one. Dallas, Tampa, Dallas throttled them. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm into that one because I want to see the bounce back. Yeah. Because Tampa's a Stanley Cup team, you would think they will... Come back and fire back, but who knows? Kind of crazy. Are they like they, 0 and 4 in their last four? Yeah, they're struggling this year. Crazy that they play each other so close. Yeah. Like they, they only play each other twice a year. Yeah, I mean, Edmonton and Carolina, this is very, very close. Edmonton and Carolina hasn't been I'm, that far I'm apart. Florida. And Florida, but you're right. Yeah. Tampa, Dallas. I kind of, I think that's something that was born out of the uh, shortened uh, bubble season. Canadian division, remember when you would play a team like three times in a row yeah, or whatever, right? Good. I like that. And, I think this is something we're like, hey, Tampa, Dallas, like they're never going to have a rivalry, but maybe like in this scenario, it's an eight one win. And now there's a big storyline going into a Tampa Dallas game versus if they played them three months from now, there'd be no storyline. Right. Yeah. I I like that. I like that. Uh, Monday night schedule makers. (laughs) Monday night football, Jags, Bengals tonight in the NFL Jaguars, 10 point favorites over on Betway, the over under is set at 39 and a half. Uh, I am tempted to tease the Jaguars down to minus four and tease the under to 46 and a half. Oh, I might even go Jags just straight on. Minus 10? Well, you got to think. They should yeah. playing, what, Browning is his name? Yeah. And the yeah. only reason he even threw good passes in that last game is because they got tipped and fell into his wide receiver's hands. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they don't I, ask how. That guy sucks. He's <laughs> like backup. Yeah. Q. The craziest thing, and my friend said this to me the other day, and I never thought about it, but he's like, it is so crazy that only like 14 people in this entire world can play a quarterback in the NFL. I like, well, yeah. Well, like, like be good. Yeah. Like, everybody else sucks. Patriots are finding that out every single day, brother. Like, every single day. Like if you put like the example perfect is is Kyle Pickard and Jack Campbell. You can put in a goalie in the NHL and he will give you a he'll probably give you a good game. Calvin Pickard. One in three. Yep. Man, you're lucky. You like you'll get one guy every year. Like Josh Jobs is the guy this year, where it's like, okay, you're a backup career and you're having a good year. But now he's kind of regressing quite a lot too, right? Yep. So it's just a crazy thing is like so little people can accomplish this. Mm-hmm. There's only 32 spots and only half of those guys can even do it. I wouldn't well. even say half. Maybe 10. Like, to be a, not, yeah. It's bad. That's why the NFL can't even begin to think about expanding to 34. <laughs> no. <not> even, <laughs> there's not enough wow. players. There were a couple games this weekend. Like, you know how people always like to roast whenever there's like a joke CFL game? And they're like, oh, that's why the CFL will never be taken seriously. No. The difference is a bad game in the CFL sticks out more because there's only four every week. Yeah. There were some horrible, horrible, horrible football games this weekend. Pats Chargers. What the hell? Falcons Jets. Like at least Pats Chargers was kind of funny. Like, oh my God, <laughs> six nothing. LOL. Falcons Jets was just like blah, burn your eyeballs off. There's Anyways, a, there's a stat. Sorry, before we move on from football. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Patriots, I think it's oh, four, they're the only team to yeah. allow 10 or less points in four games in a row and lose all four games. That's insane. Yeah. It said this Crazy. month they have allowed the least amount of points in the NFL. Went on four. All right. A couple comments I want to get to here in the YouTube before we keep moving along. Kyle is in and says, producer Adam with a fresh cut. Yes, Adam's looking good today. Um, and also, <laughs> uh, Andrew is in. This is a doozy. So I'm flashing it up on the screen. Jack will always be Jack. Great argument. Career 916 before coming to Edmonton and still a very respectable 909 after, after the collective shit start for this team season. Everyone always has something to bitch about, even when the times look up. Great fan base we have, and it's a wonder why in the past it's been so difficult to attract respectable talent to help this team. Okay. What's the argument, sir? Uh, I, he's saying that the argument of like, oh, Campbell's going to be Campbell and he'll stink no matter what is bad because he was good before he came to Edmonton. I mean, I don't buy that at all because it's very clear to see this is on Campbell. Last year, he came in, didn't have his equipment sorted out. Like, let's be real here, people. Also, the idea that it's a wonder why in the past it's been so difficult to attract respectable talent to Edmonton. Zach Hyman signed here. Vander Kane. Vander Kane signed here. Ryan Nugent Hopkins just signed an eight-year deal. Darnell Nurse signed long-term. Connor McDavid signed for eight 
full seasons coming oh, out of his ELC. So did Leon. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander didn't sign for eight years in Toronto coming out of their ELCs. How many young hey. guys? Go find, go look at all the young guys. Did Nathan McKinnon didn't sign for eight years coming out of Colorado in his ELC. I think he get signed so. for six. Yeah. So there's the argument there, Andrew, that great fan base we have. It's a wonder why it's been difficult to attract respectable talent past. That's bullshit. That's just what's, not true. So. What's the 909? He said that's Campbell's numbers even after the shit start to the team season. For what? On his career, career maybe. But I mean, oh, like, see, okay. Sorry, I thought he was referencing this season. I was like, does he have like a 980? <laughs> he has a career 909, but Andrew, I don't care. He has an 888 and an 873 in his two seasons right. here with Edmonton. So, like, I see the point you're trying to make of like, we shouldn't shit on players so much. But also, I don't, yeah, I don't care. Also look at job. the goals. <laughs> like, pull up the first goal again, Aaron. Oh, and then, the, like, <laughs> If this happens once every 10 games, okay, whatever. Like sometimes it happens. First shot of the game, maybe you're not 100% dialed in, whatever. But then, like two periods later, the same thing happens. And it's just, I just, I feel bad for him. Obviously, we all want Jack Campbell to succeed here. We, we pay him to succeed, but you can't have this occur. Yeah. You know, like, and it's, it's a lot different if an offensive player is making a mistake and it like leads something because they they just have the puck a little bit more. But when you're only facing 30 shots a night and two of them end up in the back of your night because of this, you're going to lose hockey games. And that's why I said Jack Campbell needs to be the best goalie in the league for like a month now. Can Dang. you tell that I'm switching between two different I goals? Actually not really. Only through the score. Dangerous, dangerous Wade says majority of what Andrew said is true. If it was, then I think, again... If Campbell just came to Edmonton and magically stunk because of Edmonton, if they were backdoor tap-ins and sure. defensive breakdowns 24-7 and all of that stuff, sure. We've pointed out multiple times on the show, the Oilers have actually been one of the better teams in the league preventing high-danger shot attempts this season. And, and what like, else? They're not terrible at it. Campbell has been giving up weak, weak, weak goals. He came here and mentally, he can't handle it, man. Even look at last night. Start to be rumblings or on the weekend, start to be rumblings. Maybe Edmonton wants to call him up and he crumbles because he knows if he put together two more good starts, he was probably coming back to the NHL and he couldn't handle it. And the idea that, you know, they signed here, players signed here to play with McDavid, they don't sign in Edmonton. I mean, then what's the difference? McDavid's in Edmonton. Yeah. So they all signed in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And They're signing to be an Edmonton Oiler. The idea of like majority of what Andrew said is true. What Andrew's saying is that players won't sign here because the fan base is too hard on them. Um, I that one. I yeah, I know that one just totally got me off guard. Facebook comment though, thank God. Um, because the fan base is too hard. I think that's just a very like stuck in your market mindset. They're very hard on you in Montreal and Toronto, Boston. Oh my God! Like, why do you think Eric Carlson's having a good time in Pittsburgh? Why can't a fan base have standards? Why can't the fan base want to see success on the ice on a consistent basis? Yeah. I get it. Like what we're saying isn't wrong. And what you're saying isn't wrong. That like maybe sometimes it is harsh, but also watch, like see what's happening right in front of you all. Like it's crazy. I just don't understand it. I do not understand. Also, let's not forget. This isn't just like end game strikes for Campbell where he's been bad. Mm-hmm. Remember the start of last season where he couldn't catch the puck. Like shots were literally going through his gov because he was closing it too quickly. Mm-hmm. Or like it just wasn't ready. And it's just like, I just don't understand that. And again, like I recognize the human side of this Campbell thing. Me too. And I do feel for him. Sure. Do fans cross the line sometimes? Absolutely. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're in a public facing results driven business. I mean, I have people DM me terrible shit on Twitter all the time. I have people who are fans of this team who are public facing fans of this team with thousands of followers who are never afraid to call me a moron, never afraid to make it personal or anything like that. I understand that is the job I am in. Yeah. Does it suck? Uh Sure. But I mean, I knew what I'm signing up for. And these guys at the NHL level, like give them a choice, say, Hey, if you don't want the scrutiny, don't play professional hockey. And like, I'm not saying their mental health doesn't matter, but I'm just saying, you know what you're getting into. You know, you're in a results driven business and you're public facing and there's fans that care about you. And the great part, again, to tie it into like this job, the great part about this job is that people watch the show. I get to talk to them every day about the Oilers. We get to develop a relationship. We have diehards who are in here every single day in the NHL. If you want to sit there and be like, 
the fan base is hard on the players, so no one wants to sign in Edmonton. Okay, the flip side of that, what's it like when you make the playoffs in Minnesota? Yeah, okay, cool. It's rocking, whatever. It's a different level in Edmonton. Minnesota is probably a bad example. It's a really good hockey market. Columbus, <laughs> Florida, <laughs> Carolina. Yeah, it gets rocking. Fans are cool, whatever. In Edmonton, in Calgary, in Toronto, and all of that, it's a different beast. When you make the playoffs in Edmonton, that building is freaking awesome. The fans are awesome. When you're rolling, you, do you not think Zach Hyman loves his life? Yeah, being an Edmonton Oiler cool. and being in this community, he absolutely loves his life being an Oiler and being in this community. So the idea that, like, again, well, the fan base started on them, so no one wants to play here. There's a flip side of that. Some guys love it. So I don't know. I just feel like it's a cheap shot at, at the city and the fan base to be like, well, some fans are mean, so players don't want to play here. I don't buy that at all. I completely agree. I such a weird all chat right. today. If there's yeah, a comment from Jax, I want to get into, but I don't. Let's move. I, on. I'll say so, it. Like, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> like Jack, so unfortunately, it's the headline, and the others don't play for five days. That's all I yeah. can tell you. If the others had a game day today, this would have been a five minute conversation. And guess what, Jack? Now you don't have to pay escrow, so win some, lose some. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's get to hey, Monday means you can head to dailyfaceoff.com mm-hmm. and play the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor game. It is, what? what's the word we're looking for? How would you describe, Liam, the new combo that is Wendy's chicken strips and French toast sticks in one, finally together? What's the word I'm looking for? Come on, Long it's time. right on the tip. It's right on the tip. What is it? Syrupdipitous. It is syrupdipitous, Liam, and you can try out the syrupdipitous combo now by ordering at Wendy's or on the Wendy's app. You want to win some prizes? Go to dailyfaceoff.com. Get in on the Survivor pool for today. 500 and some people entered last week. Seven went a perfect four for four last oh, week. Oh, wow. One of them was my brother-in-law. No way. Good for him, hey? Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Dude, I think I put in my pick the, on Friday. Lucky guy. Well, I got some gets fresh picks today. Me, gets free Wendy's. <laughs> the yeah. big week. What a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's your options for today. I am going with Seattle over 25 and a half shots because nothing else feels even close to being like a good bet. You don't think Kucherov? He has to score a goal. It's hard to score goals. Well, who's he playing? Jake Ottinger. That kid's pretty good. Who's Carolina playing? Maybe Ajo's a better play. Jets. No. Arizona to get a power play goal. I don't even know who plays power play for them. Uh, I'm going Ajo. He's 22 points in 20 games. All right. That's a good one. I'll go Ajo too. I'm going Kraken. Well, you, to be fair, our picks are the two highest. Ajo is 27%. And Seattle Kraken is 25. Mm. Nothing else besides Kucherov is above 10. Anything you like on the betting front today over courtesy of our friends at Betway? 19 plus Blues Bear responsibly. Like I said, I'm going to go with the Jags. Yeah, I'm taking the Jags. I think I might go with... I I hit three anytime touchdown scorers yesterday. I did St. Brown, I did Pacheco, and I did Watson. I got them all. And... I think I'm going to go with a Trevor Lawrence rushing touchdown tonight. As the first TD or just anytime? No, I'm not that crazy. Anytime. I got I to get my stats up a little bit. So I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence anytime because I think Travis Etienne is still out, he's right? banged up. So Lawrence, I believe now, has back-to-back games of rushing touchdowns. So he's running the ball a little bit. And if you remember back to his college days... Sneaky good runner. He's a good runner. He's a good runner. And he's on my fantasy. Some would say that that's the reason he's kind of been unlocked this year is because he's finally starting to run the ball. I would argue that... He has been a little overrated this season. A little bit. I want to bet Jags defensive touchdowns. That's my sneaky. Ooh, like one. I like that one too. That's have some serious juice. On yep. It. A lot of options if you head over to Betway. Um, also, before we wrap up the show, Liam, I didn't give my Otani update for the day. Oh, yeah. Oh. Please do. We didn't even talk about college football, but that's okay. That's fine. Maybe tomorrow. Can I say something okay, quickly? Okay, go. It's, one, it's, it's 101. <laughs> it's okay. Good idea by. The college football committee not to put Florida State in. Why? These games need to be competitive. And I know Florida State won the whatever. But they're missing their quarterback. But they don't have a quarterback. And that should matter. Shouldn't Georgia, if you're thinking four best teams in football, I think Georgia is a part of that for sure. Yeah. So if you're going to use that mindset. I mean, it was Texas got to go. It was a very tough decision. Nobody probably probably cares about what we're talking about. Yeah. Go on. Tell us about Otani. Otani update. All right, everybody. Here we go. I'm losing faith. Ken Rosenthal has come out and another insider did as well. I think it was John Morosi said they think Otani's made up his mind and has had his mind made up the whole time. 
he's just doing all this to like get the experience and then to also drive up the price for the team he's decided on. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Dodgers. And I, I kind of knew all along it was going to be the Dodgers. Um, but I, I really bought in. I'm still am buying into the hype a little bit, but like, I don't know. I think he's going to be a Dodger. And I think the Jays are going to miss on Soto. And maybe it's because I'm feeling bummed out today. And I'm not, you know, I'm a little low energy, but I... You've parked up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But I just don't know. (sighs) Oh, oh. Well, that was not not good. What was that? Tyler's like, oh, like things are getting bummed out a little bit. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the 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 tape falls off the wall. Um, (laughs) May I pick you up a little bit? Sure. I remember if I remember this correctly, nobody thought Kawhi Leonard was going to go to the LA Clippers. It was basically the Toronto and the and the LA Lakers and the Clippers were like, ah, like they're an option because they're in LA, but they're definitely the third. They were the little brother. And then all of a sudden, little Liam is sat there in his parents' basement playing Fortnite one night. And I got this notification on my phone that says Kawhi Leonard signs with the LA Clippers. Shocking, breaking news. No one saw it coming. Maybe that's Otani. Maybe that's Otani. Maybe that's Soto. Yeah, what do you think about Soto? Is that going to happen? Soto? I read Alec Manoa. I know. I feel like the the Padre or the Mariners just open up a bunch of space and they'll go get Soto now. I believe. I think they'll get both. And I think (laughs) we'll have that little trifecta down the middle again of when they had Edwin Encarnacion, the Birdman, Josh Donaldson, MV. <laughs> You're doing great. And then Joey Bats. I needed this lamb. That was an all-time lineup. And now the lineup uh, is going to yep. be Vladdy, Soto, Otani. And there's your big three. And Bobachet. And Bobachet. Oh, Bobachet. And they'll bring back Donaldson because he said he would be open. Yeah, to I, it. I read that too. Come on, Tyler. I don't, I don't think I want have a die. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Uh, tomorrow, we, we're going to have one guest for sure. We might yeah. have two. We might go back to back guests tomorrow, and they're fun guests. Yeah. yeah, they'll be good ones. And then obviously Frank on Wednesday. both of Sportsnet, both teaser. of Sportsnet. Teaser. One has been on the show before. It's Luke Gastic. <laughs> well, teaser. Really the teaser. other one has never been on our show before. But you but know who he is. One of his friends has been on one of the network shows before, but not ours. And I produced that. And one. Aaron produces it. Mm. And I don't know if there's any other clues I can even give you. Got cool tattoos. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah. No, Tyler, you told me about this. Yeah. All right. I got to text him to confirm. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, anyways, that's a wrap on today's edition of the show. Shout out to Sports Closet, Short for the Giant, Short Power Sports, and Marine. Uh, before we go, a quick little reminder we are heading back to Jasper this year. In January, we're going out to the JPL to play in the Pond Hockey Tournament again. And you can join us. We love teaming up with our pals at Tourism Jasper to help put on this tournament. We pack the JPL. It is a ton of fun. I'll have more info on this throughout the week on how you can get into it. But if you're a hockey player, and I mean, there's nothing better. Uh, tomorrow, I'll send you some pictures to flash up from last year's tournament. Or we can um, get the, the puck to your face. Yeah, you got Well, we can rewatch the video. Yeah, you got split open. That's a great idea. Tomorrow on the show, we'll replay the video of me getting hit in the face and then tell you how you can come to Jasper with us. <laughs> For the pond to hockey tournament, I still actually do have a bit of a scar there. Mule. It's our mm-hmm. most viewed episode. We, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> mic up video is so funny. Well, I have guys to about it and see if he's ever faced that kind of punishment in the NHL. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I am just like an NHL player. Okay, we really got to wrap this thing up. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. New episode of Real Life drops later this afternoon, and we'll talk to you back here from the Sports Closet Studio tomorrow at twelve one Mountain. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.